This episode of Let's Meet is brought to you by The Clean. To 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 the clean. Defending against dirt for budgets and spaces big and small. You can reach them at 513-720-3115. Hail the scrub. Hi. Hello. Yeah. Let's meet. Welcome. Hi. Nice to meet you. Let's meet. Nice to meet you. Hey. Let's meet. Hey, bro. Hi. On the 29th episode of Let's Meet, part two of three, Julia says don't move to Cincinnati and open a bar. Tim thinks all crafts must include popsicle sticks and glitter. Michael and Tim don't know for Jimmy Buffett. And Dave, steel drum Dave. I just, I've never really been good at working for people just in general. So that's why bartending came so easy to me and why I was able to do it for so long. Because kind of when you're behind the bar, you're manning it, you're you're the person in charge in that scenario. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't take me long to just feel like, no, I'm just going to go ahead and and start my own firm, I guess if you'd like to call it, mm-hmm. and part-time. It was it was easy because I had bartending to kind of rely on for yeah. paying the bills, you know. And then I got um and then I worked at this one place and I had this really incredible manager um in in the bar world. Mhm. And totally changed my idea of the whole industry really cuz like in Flint, it's more of a means to an end. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. when you're in the bar business, it's kind of like a means to an end. It's like my job, pay my bills. But yeah. out there, it's totally different. I mean, these people are highly passionate. They are incredibly knowledgeable. They really care. And it's like a real thing where you can make like really good money. And yeah. and so, so yeah. So you got you were challenged to, yes. to just completely change your whole idea and concept. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, it's cool. Did you start, is that where you started designing bars? Were you able to do that there? Yeah, exactly. So being in that space, obviously a lot of my network was in that space as well. So yeah, yeah. so I started doing like little small projects, like little decorating jobs or whatever. And then I got brought in as a designer on a few projects in LA and then one specifically being what Sundry Advice turned into. Oh, Yes. Right on. So was Sundry and Vice a concept for the Los Angeles Um, initially? Kind of. Basically what happened was I got brought in as a designer for a project that was supposed to happen in Los Angeles. That's where I met Stuart King, Mm -hmm. who is my business partner here. We were sort of like looking all over Los Angeles and then basically the operator and Stu decided that like risk was too much. There was a lot of oversaturation, like they weren't really ready to commit to all that. So basically before Stu nixed the whole thing, he was like, well, I do have this one idea, but it would have to be in Cincinnati, Ohio. We were like, I was, well, me, I was like, sure, I'll design something in Cincinnati. Great, no problem. Expand my portfolio. Uh No big deal. So anyways, we came to Cincinnati. We checked out the city, pitched to 3CDC, went back, and then 3CDC wanted to do the project. And then the operator backed out because he was like, wait a second, I don't actually want to move to Cincinnati. Ohio. Yeah. And being that I'm a Midwesterner at heart, I was like, well, I'll I'll do it. You, know? you put your overalls on. <laughs> exactly. You, you fired up the <laughs> tractor. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You got to it. Steel toes. <laughs> off the whole, <laughs> yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. And I was like, sure, I'll do it because I had that experience. So I was only planning on being here for a year. Uh-huh. And then, yes, somehow I've been trapped here since. 
Oh. <laughs> you sound very loving about the trip, though. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I actually stayed. I decided to stay because I fell in love with Cincinnati. Is the actual truth. Yeah, nice. It's not as funny, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a nice city. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll say I'll be candid. Cincinnati. If I didn't live here, I'd probably live in Nashville because I love that city mm-hmm. a lot. But Cincinnati is, it's the coolest to me. I love it here. Um, there are a lot of things that I'm able to do here that I wasn't probably going to ever be able to do in Memphis, and it was a similar situation where you go and you're kind of your your worldview is expanded, and you see that there's some other stuff going on outside of this little bubble that you're in. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of there's a lot of world to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so, one that's one of the strange things about Cincinnati is I meet so many people who grew up here and have lived here their entire lives and have never even thought about leaving. And I've never had that concept. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You just, you, you are wherever you're living and that's fine. You know, you can go and be anywhere. For, for a lot of people, it's like, for those of you listening now, you're troubled teens. (laughs) Um, It's okay. Like when you grow up in a small town, Mm -hmm. everyone um, talks about leaving. And nobody yeah. leaves. And nobody leaves. Yeah. yeah. But I'll tell you, the leaving was the best thing I've ever done. Ever. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll say it until I move again, which will probably be never. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, Cincinnati's great. End. The end. Full stop. Uh, so come here. Move here. This is not brought to you Keep by the tourism here. district. Yeah, open a bar here. Don't open a bar here. Move oh. here and go to my bar. Fair enough. That's fair. That's fair. Competition's fine. Yes. So let's hopefully stop this it. is a twenty-one and up. Uh, oh, of course. Listeners, listeners, oh, yeah. twenty-one and up. It, it is explicit. We had to put that on there. Well, yeah, we've had a couple of guests who who got very explicit, uh, and they're great people, and I love them. So let's talk about uh, the bar. Let's make a transition and go into the specifics of Sundry plus Vice. So the concept is, how would you describe it? The concept is, it's an apothecary-themed cocktail bar. It's very crafty. Everything is juiced fresh every day. Um, We use spirits that may be unrecognizable to a lot of people. It's really about the craft and about making these little pieces of art, if Mm -hmm. you will. And making them is... Perfect as you can, essentially. Okay, when you said crafty, like I'm, I'm picturing a lot of glue, popsicle sticks. I'm and glitter. <laughs> I'm listening to Beastie Boys. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have two, uh, two different experiences. Um, so describe one of the cocktails. Okay. And one of the Beastie Boys. I was, Boys. I was one just of, getting one ready to talk Boy. more crafty. And have you okay. ever made anything <laughs> out of popsicles that you were truly proud of? <laughs> Um, we'll leave that to 16-bit. Okay. Um, no, okay. Uh, cocktail. So, I mean, the craft really comes from the fresh ingredients that we use. Mm-hmm. Just like a chef, um, how they source locally, uh, which which is something we do as well, and being very precise on how the cocktail is made. Everything is measured to, like, the bar spoon. Yeah, so just, just the, the precision and making it, correct each and every time and the fresh ingredients juicing every day makes a huge huge difference yeah so a cocktail that i'm especially proud in was that a question you asked proud of i think it was a different preposition (laughs) although it should not end that way in a preposition (laughs) no your sentence (laughs) um well i'm proud of all my little cocktail babies (laughs) 
<laughs> I just want everyone else to not take a popsicle stick. Well, I, I, I love how you got this almost a faint transatlantic <laughs> accent, like you were an actress from the forties. I love all my cocktail babies. <laughs> that was not intentional, but. Well, well, I loved it just the same. Great. And I mean, I'm proud of like everything that we, we change the menu twice a year. It's exhausting work, to mm, be honest with you. That's a lot. It yeah. seems like people are like, oh, it's a cocktail menu. It's pretty painstaking. Does uh, everything change or do you have some that carry over? There are over? some that carry over. Um, we have some draft cocktails. Which are, I can attest to right now, listeners, they are fantastic. Thank you. Um, we batch those all in house, and they they get pushed through the draft lines with nitro or CO two, so to come out like sodas. Yeah, I don't know. We have to source everything. You know, when the menu changes, and like we collaborate as a team, and then they they bring you something like shark fin. Yes, mm. yes, that is something that would probably <laughs> they would that probably was the say, thing it's going to be on the next menu. Now you watch. <laughs> okay. They're going to listen. They're going to be like shark. Shark Fin, that was a good idea. I think of that. And they're like, this will last six months. (laughs) (laughs) It's only here six months. (laughs) You know, Uh, when shark's in season. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Cincinnati. (laughs) Well, fin's up, right? Of course. My head is is like a shark's fin. No. D. Blue C, L. O. Cool J, Samuel L. Jackson. I get it. I'm with you. But But the parrot head joke just... Flew right by you guys. Oh, sorry. Is that what? Sorry. <laughs> Is that a Jimmy Buffett thing? It was. <laughs> sorry, I only listen to fish. You're in Cincinnati. <laughs> no shark fins. If you're in Cincinnati, you have to listen to Jimmy Buffett. No, I mean, you have to know these things, though. I mean, this is like one of the big hubs. Oh, well, the person who's been here two years is schooling me. I've been here ten. <laughs> so you, you've been here for two years? It is a big hub. Um, Three. Three, okay. A little over three. So you still have beat me. Okay, that's fine. I've only been here for about two years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. He's still wearing his training wheels. Still learning. Still this learning. is my tenth summer in Cincinnati. And I still... Yeah. It's something cool happens every day. It's crazy how alive the city is and how, how many cool things are happening. So with that being said... Is there ever a concern that you would face from a development standpoint that you would face that same idea in Los Angeles where things are starting to become oversaturated? Is that a concern at all in the immediate Um, future? I think it is, but it isn't. I mean, the city is still growing rapidly. There is a lot more competition. Mm -hmm. So you do have to, you got to up your game a little bit, you know? Like, it's not, you can't just decide you're opening a bar and like, throw open some doors and put some like random bottles on the back bar anymore you know you're just not you're not gonna succeed i mean if you do like like mad props it's awesome but i think to like really be super successful you you gotta put some time and consideration and care into what you're doing and change your menu so the kids don't get bored (laughs) every six months well yeah (laughs) is that necessary yeah i maybe (laughs) It is for me. <laughs> well, and I'll say, too, that you guys, are you still doing the milkshake program? We do. We have boozy floats on Saturday and Sunday from noon to four. They're so good. I mean, how couldn't it be? Ice cream and alcohol? So good. Come on. So good. There was one that I'm pretty sure, didn't you have one that was like a chocolate mint? I'm sure. Oh, yeah, like a grasshopper probably. Grasshopper. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I don't like those two things together. 
but I went ahead and did it, and I loved it. Yeah, grasshoppers oh, are buddy. delicious. So good. So good. So let's go back to the design of the bar. So it's apothecary-themed, mm-hmm. and I have a couple of friends. I have quite a few friends who are pharmacists, and they have been in Sundry and Vice, mm-hmm. and they can attest to the authenticity because they are all about 160 years old. <laughs> so they remember what it was actually like when you took your prescription to the druggist and you got your arsenic. <laughs> oh, can we? Are these? Do they require a prescription? Uh, yes. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all your all your handcrafted cocktails are medicinal. <laughs> That's correct. That, okay, good. So you at have least healing the first powers. one. Could the you second make, one yeah. questionable. Could the you second one was people <laughs> have to order like with the chat, like with the little pads. Oh, can you right imagine? That would be great. <laughs> We you wouldn't be able to be a, read a lot of work because they just go like that. They'd be it so down. fast. Doctor Scratch and Sniff. The design was that's all you, right? Yeah, I mean, for the most part. Yeah, and so <laughs> so people who are who are listening can go now to Google Sundry and Vice, yes. and they can look at interior pictures like Tim has brought up right now. I'm, you I'm can look at them right now. Oh. Interior. Well, yeah, you can look at pictures. You can find these things. Through the New York Times and Eater.com. Yeah. It is a beautiful place. It's at it 18th really is. West 13th Street. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's oh, like it's this. right beside Washington Park. That's correct. So you can walk over after you've been sweating all day, walking mm. around Asian Food Fest. Mm. You can walk a block over to Sundry and Vice. Actually less than, I guess it's a block. It's a really short block. It's a short block. It's a short yeah, block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's nothing. It's nothing. Just go. <laughs> You'll have a good time. That's right. Yeah. So in addition to designing the space, you also are in charge of curating and crafting the cocktails? That's correct. You so, do it all? Yeah. Do you pick the playlist of music as well? I sometimes. Is it Jimmy it's, Buffett? It's not. <laughs> Although we have. <laughs> Come on, Margaritaville? Yeah, okay. I get it. You're right. <laughs> I get it. I can't fault you for that. Uh, <laughs> I will judge, we've but had, I will not We've fault. had beach parties and tiki parties, so we've had steel drum player who's, you know, definitely cool. played some Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Yeah. So I can imagine fun. it not being very quiet in that space. Was <laughs> his name Mark Becknell? No, his name is Steel Drum Dave. <sighs> steel That's... Drum Dave. Why didn't we know that? Oh, yeah, that guy. You can find him on Facebook. He's great. All right. Fine. Well, with a name, I mean, he was born with that name, most likely. So, oh, for yeah. sure. Birth his name. mother knew. His mother knew. His Christian name is Steel Drum Dave. Steel Drum Dave. <laughs> Let's make it happen. <laughs> David, practice your steel drum. <laughs> Back in your room. Yes. So, on some of your walls, you have prescription, mm-hmm. written prescription wallpaper. Yes. yes. Is it wallpaper or are they actual scripts? They're actual real scripts. And yeah. you just paint, have, have painstakingly take Have them. any of those doctors come in? Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. I would. I would be like, that's Those me. doctors yeah. would probably not alive anymore, but... No. Um, I, I would make it just to do that. Maybe, maybe, yeah. yeah. They're actually, those prescriptions are from Michigan, so they could, you know, there could be a way to hunt them down if you could understand their names. Yeah. Frank Pierce, MD. <laughs> I can read you that. could find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could find it. <laughs> Fantastic. Please check it out. I, so, you know, this is one thing I have not done is actually Google that pharmacist. So, oh, again, I'm sure. Good. Yeah. I mean, this is going to are... be a whole investigatory yes. podcast that will branch off just to find these people. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah, we'll do yeah. yeah. This that. is this is an offshoot of someone knows something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I do have, gotta find Frank. Like, honestly speaking, I do have some pharmacist friends 
do you ever have pharmacists who come in and, and want to just take a look around at the place, not just drink? Yeah, I mean, they're some of our biggest fans, absolutely. We have, like, alumni parties for them all the time. Oh, and cool. Yeah, nice. there are some people. I mean, actually, to be honest with you, a lot of people just come in and want to look around. Yeah. So I can't tell you specifically if it's just pharmacists or yeah, they, if it's They do just... have a certain look about them. <laughs> yeah, <you> know. <laughs> Is it studious? Monocle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're wearing a Walgreens, you know, vest. And a monocle. And a monocle. Yeah, because Walgreens, that's that's their work attire. <laughs> yeah. Name tag and a monocle. Uh, my pocket protection. The monocle's really for protection. <laughs> it's eye protection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's eye protection. Yeah, a lot of people don't know this, but the majority of uh, Walgreens pharmacists have 70-30 uh, <laughs> <laughs> eyesight. So... It's a thing they have to do. So they, they come in and look around and take a look. And I, I'll say, like, the first time that I ever went into the space, mm-hmm. I was struck by the, the tile, the floor tile. Mm-hmm. And this I guess this can lead into where I get to talk about me. Because I did, like I, I've said before, that if I could go back and do anything over again in mm-hmm. 1998 when I graduated high school, uh, it would be interior design. I fell in love with people like Candace Olsen through television. Mm-hmm. Candace Olson and eventually some other names like Nathan Turner and Nate Berkus, some of these other designers who have done really, really cool things. Mm-hmm. And we have some great local designers as well. But when I went into the space and, and the, the floor tile was striking to me immediately, along with the kind of electric blue bar, mm-hmm. uh, which those two things kind of a juxtaposition in color to me. I loved it. I was hooked just from that alone. I didn't have to drink a thing in the space, but I just saw that. That and coupled with the, what appears to be crumbling brick. <laughs> well, it is. Oh. <laughs> it appears We as sweep it, it up on the Facade, facade really? taken down. Uh, <laughs> third wall exposed. Um, literally. But... Uh, the place, it, it is beautiful. I mean, you have ten, a tin ceiling. Mm-hmm. The lighting is perfect for the place, for the space. Um, did you come up with all of these ideas just on your, your little lonesome? Uh, yeah, so basically Stuart King, his idea was to open sort of a pharmacy-inspired bar. It was originally inspired by George Remus, who's like one of the most famous bootleggers who lived here in Cincinnati. Yeah, cool. Uh, during Prohibition, you had to be a pharmacist to write prescriptions for alcohol. That was the only way that you could buy it. But anyway, so that was sort of the initial inspiration behind it. And then, yeah, I mean, it sort of just all came together from there. I really wanted to do something that was inspired and not super kitschy. So I really wanted to make it a little bit more contemporary and something that would have a long life. It's kind of a blend of like throwback and I don't know if I want to call it modern, but it's transitional essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Some of like the, the actually... I, we did work with the architect, and the architect created the floor plan for mm-hmm. that space. So I brought in all the materials and everything. But, yeah, gotcha. I mean, yeah, I would say the rest of the vision was mine. The booths along the side. Obviously, with a pharmacy or an apothecary-inspired place, you're going to have the arched backdrop behind yeah. the bar. Mm-hmm. Being in the bar business also helps me because, like, then you, you think about your product, and you think about your sales, and that's where... You want the the bottles to be lit from below, so as soon as you walk in at night, you look and you see the product. Yeah. And then, which it it also creates just a really beautiful focal piece. Yeah. Yeah. And so everything else just sort of 
came together after that. The actually those prescriptions that we found, we actually found them in Los Angeles. We were kind of uh, walking through this shop. It was essentially an antique shop, mm-hmm. and then like we just like stumbled across these prescriptions. Yeah, and we're like, wait. You know what? What's up with these? Tell us about these. And they're like, "Oh, we actually have like so many of those. Yeah. <laughs> you can buy some from us." And we're like, "Great!" Uh, turns out they're from Michigan from the 1920s, nice. and there are um, there is one. There, well, there's many for many drugs that are not legal today, but cannabis is one we have on the wall. We have cocaine, cocaine yeah, and a heroin. I think even heroin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't imagine going to a, a doctor and getting prescribed heroin. <laughs> Here's your mess. You'd have many, many <laughs> yeah, yeah. customers. For sure. It was rampant, the yeah. abuse. Yeah. But but that's not what you do. You're no. not creating rampant abuse at all. Oh, not at all. No. <laughs> you're creating good times. You're, you're creating magic We're and creating fun. We're creating experiences. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Let's Meet podcast. On the next episode of Let's Meet, Julia painstakingly puts together a bar and a menu and is voted Cincinnati's best female bartender. For more information, please visit our website at letsmeetpodcast.com and please subscribe. Let's meet. Hello. Let's meet. Hey, what you doing? Hey, hello. <laughs>